This is Ivan Waves, and you're listening to Inside the 46th Parallel. Welcome to Inside the 46th Parallel. Today we're meeting with the Venerable Alan D. Beck. How's it going, Alan? Good, good. And uh, you've got a bunch to tell us today about the world of ham radio. Yeah, I've uh, done it for a long time, 44 years. Well, I was going to say it's been around a while, (laughs) but uh, that may date both of us, so I thought I'd let that go. But yes, ham radio has been around, I think, before we were born. Oh, long before. Guglielmo Guglielmo Marconi is thought to be the first ham. Marconi. Now, didn't he have something to do with the lighthouse here at... uh, yeah, no, uh, it's not Cape Bear. Cape Bear. Cape yeah. Bear. Cape so Bear. that was what he lived in the lighthouse, or no, he, he signaled uh, he there. Used it, he his station used it there to contact. Um, like he provided the equipment, and that station was used to contact the Titanic. Oh yeah. Um, and it was all uh, Morse code and spark spark gaps. That what that meant was, you could only be using one channel at a time because it was all of the channels. Wait a minute, so one channel in, one channel out. Yeah, it was just basically a conversation between two spark gaps. Yeah, not like a Zoom. No, not like a Zoom. (laughs) A very large electromagnetic disturbance. (laughs) Right, but that disturbance really packed a punch, didn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of power. So how about, I know this is a little away from what we first said we'd talk about, but um, how long before the Titanic happened that, that that White House or that that broad, that Marconi Station as we know it now, to my was knowledge, there. maybe twenty years before. Yeah, the the spark gap stuff happened in the early nineteen hundreds, right? And it, it evolved with time. And the the big thing that that uh, that happened, and Tesla I think played with it but was never recognized. Tesla. Oh right, Tesla. Nikola right. Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy, not the car. Yeah, he get, he yeah. Uh, came up with the idea of generating a carrier wave. Right, and he was going to use that to transmit electricity from from uh, point to point, but he could never he could uh, he could never work in a, in a practical fashion. But all of it, he made a lot of in, really incredible uh, discoveries. I've, I've read up a little on him. Marconi or Tesla? Tesla. He is so underrated. He is. And the guy just came into prominence because of Elon Musk naming the car after him. Yes, but, that's I right. I mean, how. I wonder what he'd think about that. That's like uh, <laughs> saying a big lighter is named after Edison. Well, I, I heard that he was maybe perhaps a little uh, narcissistic. He was. <laughs> I, I did read up about him. He was a real, oh, I don't know, could we say SOB? Yeah. But he was a genius. Yeah. And so, you know, he didn't have tolerance for stupidity. He, he worked, it's the same thing as, uh, as what I've experienced. Technicians who do not direct, directly relate to people, such as, a uh, transmitter technician just goes around transmitters, doesn't talk to people. Oh, I know. Doesn't work with them, and yeah. uh, they they tend to have a problem with. I wouldn't say a tendency. I'd say a percentage of them have a problem with relating to people directly and solving problems directly with people. They simply go off on their own and figure it out. Studio people, they have to uh, they have to relate to the people in the studios and the reporters and. 
our engineer at Clark Broadcasting, Dan Davies, we never saw him. Well, if there was a crisis, he'd be called in. But he worked mostly by cover of dark. And if he was in the studio, I think in the all the years that I worked there, maybe he, he wasn't, you know, conversive. That's when you have to do the work. Yeah. But, you know, so anyway, just, moving, moving on moving to ham forward. radio, mm. back to ham radio. Yeah, we here we go. Slid over. <laughs> but interesting. Um, so along came the carrier wave. Somebody came up with the with the idea of generating just a carrier occupies a very small chunk of uh, radio space, like an AM radio carrier. You tune in an AM radio, and you suddenly hear silence, a little sort of hiss in the background. That's the carrier. The provider, the the, the carrier. Okay. The, the, the carrier is modulated, and the modulation transmits the intelligence, be it a voice, be it interrupting. Inter Morse code is carrier down, carrier off, carrier down, right. carrier off. So like Dada would be uh, uh, a small carrier shot and then the long one. Right, and they're, they're not broadcasting in verbally, they're broadcasting with signals. With, uh, with uh, interrupted, interrupted uh, carrier right. waves right, 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 right. in the form of the international Morse code. Right. That's that's something. Yeah. Why don't more people know about that? So Canada really does have that place. Well, it used to be it used to be in the 60s, almost into the mid 70s, maybe the 80s, where you had to learn Morse code to get a license. Oh, I, I think we needed it in Girl Scouts. <laughs> also <laughs> we needed had to have that basic Morse code. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. they had the uh, license uh, structured so that you would have to have. Um, uh, the knowledge of a receiver, a transmitter, the rules and regulations, and basic electronics in order to get the license. And mm -hmm. I studied very hard. I, d I did it by rote. I, I absolutely I kept drawing the diagram, kept the, sort of. But I got into the office with the examining officer. I was able to just by rote give him all the information. So was it a verbal or a, a written? It was a written and verbal. And verbal. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was very, it was very intense. Do they still require licensure? I yes, know they, they do, to. but they, well, they don't require Morse code because they want no. to get people on the air. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, it, um, to this day, I use Morse code. Huh. That's a dying day. art. That that could be a class. Yeah. I mean, if things keep going the way they are, I think we're going to need it. <laughs> we learned how to do it with, uh, when I said the reference to Girl Scouts, it wasn't with a machine, although I have seen that. I think we went to some museum and got to try it or the World's Fair, mm -hmm. uh, but it was with a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's used at sea. You got your badge. Yeah, 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 on that. And you, you can transmit information by focused light beams. Well, it's the uh, same thing, only instead of using a da-da-da-da-da-da, you're using the light. Yeah. I don't know if it translates the same, but... It does, but yeah. you have to you have to learn how to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, That's hard. I don't think... I think I could do SOS, <laughs> but anything else, you know. Mm -mm. So when I, when I first got my license, um, I was absolutely blown away that I talked to Yugoslavia. Yeah, right. I couldn't believe mm. that. And uh, I filled out... It's maybe 50 pages of logbook. I filled out one in 1976 and uh, another in 1977. The logbook is... The logbook of times. You know? Oh, you have to do that, hey? That Back then I did. Okay. I don't have to do it anymore. What it was, was the so, purpose of that? It was so that the uh, Department of Communications 
Of the what? Department of Communications, oh. mm-hmm. and they're responding to a interference uh, resp- uh, um, complaint. Mm-hmm. They would uh, they would use my logbook to see if I was transmitting during the time of the complaint. The complaint would be because of the crossover of frequency or because of the content? Oh, just interfering with a stereo or a TV. Oh. TVs were really mm. susceptible. Yeah. It was pretty Never bad. Never thought about that. Kind of like a radio station if they're overmodulating. Yeah. Or, yeah. When I'm on short wave, I'm going to do it again, but when I'm short, on short wave, I, uh, I use a low-pass filter. And what that does is it uh, passes short wave, but it does not allow... Um, anything above shortwave. Now, what I mean by that is VHF. Uh, we can call the FM broadcast band VHF. Really? Very high frequency. That's what it very means. Very high frequency. And then v- H- is that what VHF stands for? Yeah, very high frequency. And then above that in the 400s, it's it's UHF, ultra high frequency. Remember, there are I these... I do remember those terms. But And what they're from... Uh, was, um, but what they were basically from was when they were at, sort of setting everything up in the nineteen thirties and forties, twenties, thirties, and forties. And there, they uh, they first they they first started off at very low frequencies, practically in audio. Uh, they were so low, hmm. uh, and then they they started moving up, and the uh, FCC in the states uh, when it was first formed. So said, is oh, that where it started? Was in the well, states. The ham radio part. Mm. Yeah, it did start in the states. Really, really, really I think it did. Amateur mm. um, radio, and they licensed people with with uh, five shortwave bands. Uh, and I'm going to talk in megahertz, which means millions of hertz per second, millions of cycles to zero. You know, like a full cycle. Sine wave mm-hmm. uh, per second. So uh, HF starts at 1.8 to 2. Now, the AM broadcast band is below that, right? Right, because it's amplitude wave no, modulation. No, 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 no nothing about that. Nothing to do about no, that. No, just the, okay. fre- the frequency of operation for the carrier mm. is uh, from five, 500 uh, kilohertz on up to 1. Point, I think it's 1.7 now. And um, and so that's where that, all that happens. And we're above that. We have a band above that. And they call it top band. And it's very difficult to use because you have to have a very big antenna to generate the wavelength for it to move. Oh, I remember back in the day uh, as a kid or a young adult seeing these, well, you know, it was the... the, the, the the numbers, the W something, you know, mm-hmm. the licensure that they had a post, but there was this huge mast with an antenna that you would think, I mean, even bigger than what the old uh, TV antennas used to be that you'd put on your roof, right? Just huge. And I remember some of the relatives, the uncles or grandparents had it. And, um, you know, I'd say, what's that? And they'd say, oh, that's grandpa's radio broadcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he'd have it somewhere, like, mostly in the mm-hmm. garage or the basement, right? But, and he uh, would, I, I forgot to mention something. These huge machines, you know? Forgot to Consoles. Mention, forgot to mention something. Um, I hold the call sign VY2XU, mm-hmm. 
and you know in the states it would be ka1 xyz is it but isn't it whether it's east west because w oh, yes, in the no, west yeah. k in the in the no wait w in the east and k in the west no the wks are not, now i don't know but past see in the, in the states you had a novice license that was right. morse code only on certain frequency spectrums um so yes that uh that, that was there now you have the, now the states have the technician license which is pretty well the same but, but without morse code um anyway so what was i on uh, oh yes uh, the towers are so high is because the wavelength is so long the wavelength has to complete itself to to, to one quarter going up the tower and as the radio wave fits it radiates. Mm. If it's too short, it does it doesn't make it all the way to the mm. top, so the power goes back into the transmitter. The power has to go somewhere. So I, for instance, have an antenna for um, well, it's called 80 meters, which is 3.5 million times per second is the uh, is the frequency. 80 meter tower. It would be no, that's what it would be only a quarter, the 60 uh, 60 feet. Hmm. is a half wave on 80 meters. So that means that, uh, that one half of the... I mean, I, I'm sure I'm confusing you. One. Well, I'm trying to envision this. This is on your house? Yep. Uh, <laughs> on the house or on strung, strung now, between Do you need trees. a special permit for that? Or that's it's it's okay because it's well, a Well, if you live in a HMO, you have a problem. Oh, yeah. I'd I never buy so, a right? no. piece of property. <laughs> that's a whole other show. <laughs> Looking at property, go to the town hall and find out whether they can put up the gems. Yeah. I don't have, I, I cannot. Okay. We'll just leave it. I can't wrap my head around people that would have, a, what is it? A, not HOH, but I. HMO. I think oh, it was. HMO. That's HMO is a, is a uh, uh, that, that's a medical thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, uh, the, the neighbors. Homeowners Association. HOA. Yeah. Okay. Homeowners Association. All right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I, I mean, like, why? Just rent and, <laughs> and have a landlord. Anyway, whole other show. There are ways around it. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a Not break. Not all five <laughs> fingers are the same. <laughs> <laughs> and the clock is correct twice a day. On that note, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Island Waves Inside the 46th Parallel. Today's guest is Dr. Alan D. Beck. <laughs> we'll be right back. Join us again on Inside the 46th Parallel for part two of Ham Ham Who's Got the Ham, the inside world of ham radio operators. Right here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Mm -hmm. 